What are you doing here, anyway? Does it worry you? Yeah. Are you checking up or something? What would I be checking up on? To know anything. What sort of things? This was a stupid game, Ginny thought. Then something came into her mind and made her shiver. There'd been a case in the news recently where the social services had been criticised for failing to remove a child from the care of her father, who'd been abusing her. And there'd been another case where they had split a family up, and it turned out that the father hadn't done anything at all. But was that why Wendy Stevens was here? Did they think she was being abused? Did they think that was more likely to happen where there wasn't a mother? Would they take her away from Dad? She stood up and moved to the window that overlooked the tiny front garden and the fields leading down to the sea. You could never tell. She didn't know how much power social workers had. They seemed to be able to take children into custody whether or not the parents objected. But it was ridiculous. They couldn't believe that Dad was doing anything like that to her. It was impossible. You look as if you've seen a ghost, said Wendy Stevens. Am I that bad? The door opened, and Dad came in with a tray of mugs of tea and some biscuits. There was something the matter, Ginny could tell. She wanted to get out and go down to the beach, but she thought she'd better stay and show there was nothing wrong between her and Dad. If Wendy Stevens could see that everything was normal, she might go away and leave them alone. So Ginny sat down again, passed the biscuits, talked about school— and presently Wendy Stevens looked at her watch and began to put away the papers Ginny noticed for the first time. She had a cherry-red plastic briefcase with green canvas webbing at the corners. A tattered sticker on it said, Support the Dockers. Nice to meet you, Ginny, she said as she stood up. Hope we see each other again. She shook hands. Ginny smiled and nodded and cleared the mugs and plates away, as Dad went out with the woman to the Renault 5 parked in the lane. "'What did she want?' Ginny said when Dad came back. "'She was asking all kinds of questions, all stupid ones about pop music and stuff, patronising.' "'How do you know she wasn't my new girlfriend?' Dad said. "'Cause you've got better taste.' He smiled, but there was still something wrong. He went to the sink and started washing the mugs. But what was it? Ginny said again. Oh, it was some nonsense. Do you remember when we lived in Liverpool? Was that the basement where you slept next to the fridge? Next to the fridge? Oh, no, that was Hammersmith. When we lived in Liverpool, the social services helped out when I had to work late. There was a sort of nursery place, and Wendy, what's her name, worked there, so she remembered you. But did she come all this way just to see us again? No, we're not that famous. She was on her way back from a conference in Aberystwyth and just dropped in to say hello. Nothing important. Oh, yeah, Ginny thought, but she didn't say it. Instead, she wandered back to the living room, took out her school books and began the last French homework before her exam. Apart from art, French was her best subject. She considered it to be her native language— her mother tongue, her mother's tongue. She'd never learned it from her mother, who had died a week or so after Ginny was born, but Ginny was proud of it all the same.
just as she was proud of her mother and the colour she'd inherited and the exoticness in her blood. Her father was English, white, but her mother had come from Haiti, where they spoke French and Creole, so Ginny applied herself to French with love and ardour. It belonged to her in a way that Welsh belonged to the other kids at school. Ginny had to learn Welsh too, and she did it conscientiously, but it felt cramped and alien. In French, she was at home. So normally she'd have worked at this exercise with pleasure, maybe imagining the day when she, speaking French perfectly, would be studying art in Paris, or seeking out long-lost cousins in Haiti. But not today. Something was wrong. Dad wasn't telling the truth. She gazed at the line of sand dunes a mile or so away, wondering if someone had told the social service.